Bulls Gold is delivered to you via the Barroom Network, now in its seventh year of providing podcasts about Chicago sports, movies, and more. Make sure to subscribe to the Barroom Network for free and easy downloads of its programming. And visit its merchandising store at deepdishtees.com to purchase t-shirts, hoodies, and mugs. Now, on with the show. Welcome to Bulls Gold on the Barroom Network. I'm Salim Sutterwala, and as always, I'm joined by Edward Trula Jr. Ed, how are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. We were just reminiscing on some past draft classes and uh, <laughs> looking at some Bulls regrets as well. <laughs> so always a always a fun trip down memory lane. But I'm good. Um, we're hoping that. This weekend that we don't have those same regrets because we're trying to see how some of these young bulls perform in summer league. So we're looking at Julian Phillips, Dalen Terry, Justin Lewis. So we're seeing how a lot of these young bulls are going to step up uh, in Vegas. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm how, glad how you to talk about those regrets. Like bulls have too many regrets over the last like 25 years. <laughs> Way too many regrets uh, to you, know, you kind of <laughs> lose track of uh, how many regrets they have had, but. Yeah, it's uh, it is what yeah. it is. But uh, to your point, yeah, looking forward to this uh, coming um, summer league and and seeing some of these young guys to see guys like you know obviously Julian Phillips in this draft and see how better Dalen's gotten with his with these shooting mechanics and watching uh, Justin Lewis. You know he's healthy. He's going to be a full participant, so that should be fun and interesting. Obviously, Adam Adama right. Sanaga. Um, you know, he's going to be a fun guy to watch as well. So there's some good young guys on this team for the Bulls fans to uh, kind of pay attention to for sure. But, you know, there's they've been they've been doing some other stuff, too. They continue to add to the to the uh, depth for this team. And, you know, uh, AK actually held up has held up to his uh his presser saying he was going to add shooting and added another solid veteran uh, wing or something. I shouldn't say wing. He's more of like a three slash four uh, where Tory Craig, they added, uh, we'll talk about that. Obviously ring shooting, but good toughness, good feel in his game as far as uh, the processing is concerned. So that that'll help on the offense overall. Uh, Bulls obviously also applied for like the defensive, uh, the stable player exception. We'll go over that. Um, and we'll co- co- talk about a couple other things as well. But uh, to help us do that today, uh, someone we've had on very long time, very smart player, one of the smart player, smart uh, scouts, uh, does a lot of great work uh, off. If you follow a lot of high school stuff, local uh, Chicago uh, basketball high school uh like leagues and stuff like that. He does a lot of scouting there. In general, just one of the better basketball minds on in this basketball Twitter space community, if you will. Uh, we're welcoming Lero Golden. Lero, right on. 
thank you so much for joining us. Hey, man, um, I appreciate you uh, you guys having me. Um, this, you know, I, when I did play, I would like to think of, think of myself as a smart player, too, back when I did play. So uh, I appreciate that, man. But, um, no, man, um, I'm so happy to be back on and actually be able to talk, you know, some bulls and, you know, give off some of my thoughts. So I appreciate you guys having me having me on again, man. This is going to – I've been looking forward to it all day. So <laughs> – always man look when you've been on like recently like recently man you've been having like some really good like rants and just really good like just analysis of these players so i'm looking forward to seeing what you're going to talk about like <laughs> what you got to get off your chest with some of these players man like if you got if you got something strong to say i'm looking forward i appreciate to it, it man. man it's always great having you on man 100 percent, Larry. you always bring uh uh a lot of insight a lot of valuable things that you add to the Bulls right. community in general. So it's always good to have you on. But yeah, let's let's get into it. So obviously the first things first, Bulls added Tory Craig. That's somebody I think a lot of Bulls fans like yourselves, Lero, uh have we've all talked about, you know, a guy like Tory Craig. The Bulls need to add a player like that because he brings so much, you know, positives with uh shooting not I mean shooting last season he did really well, but he's not really known as a great shooter overall. But you know, he has that size, the defensive ability, uh, the offensive rebounding he brings, um, good processing on offense in general where he doesn't, you know, hesitate. He makes really good decisions, which can really help uh, have a more smooth running offense, uh, especially if, you know, when you want to run certain type of plays, it's good to have players that can make the quicker decisions in a half-court set. Uh, so he brings those little things like that that can help. Uh, talk talk to me about Tory Craig. Like, what are some things like you personally like about him, and excited that he's going to be on the Bulls next season? Well, I mean, this is going to be you know, it, it's it's I'm, I'm glad to have Tory, but I think this is the one of the biggest reasons why that I, I like that he's been added is like, if you're Alex Caruso, when that signing happened, you are like, thank God, <laughs> like. I, I shouldn't have to guard up like guard fours as much anymore this season. Like I can really take care of my body a little bit more. And it's just like, I'm pretty sure he is all ready for, uh, ready for everything that needs to come with it. They, uh, hope, hopefully like injuries and things like that, just they can stay uh, healthy to the, mo to the most, uh, to the most of it, most of the season where he can just kind of work on being, you know, guarding guards and it, at most garden threes and, and not having to go up and, you know, guard the Julius Randles and things like that. And we all know like his body can, his, you know, he plays so hard and, um, you know, he gives everything he's got. So it's like, it's super, uh, it's, it's tough for him to have to do that because he's already diving on the ground for loose balls and fighting, you know, getting, you know, fighting through dribble handoffs, banging knees and, all different things like that. So now that he can just, he doesn't have to really worry about guarding like the big forwards like that anymore. Hopefully uh, that's huge for him, but moving over to Tori, like this is great, man. Um, Tori's ability to, you know, I think we saw it in the, you know, in the playoffs this year, like teams d dared him to, to, you know, because they had Kevin Durant, Devin Booker. So they were like, you know, we're going to, we're going to make sure they don't score. And he had guys, you know, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, you know, campaign, find them in the corners. And he just consistently, uh, at least in that playoff series, like he consistently knocked the three down. And it, and I think 
a lot of it, like a lot of what people criticize Pat over is like sometimes he second guesses himself and sometimes he can pass up threes and sometimes his his, his decisions can be a, a step slow. Um, like not with, not with Tori. Um, Salim, you know, uh, alluded to him being a, a pretty good processor. And like, that's the thing, like when the ball shot to him, I mean, you know, passed him over in the corner or wherever he is, he's either going to let it go. He's either going to attack a closeout or he's going to make the next pass that needs to be made. So um, on top of that, with the size, he's 32, he's not too old. Um, so it's like, I think this is a great signing, especially if, if they're going to run it back, you know, quote unquote. So no, I really love the Toy Craig signing, man. Let me, let me ask you this. Do you think, that there is a chance that this signing will have Patrick Williams start the season off the bench. Like, what, what would do you think? Tory Craig starts in the, like. What do you do here? Because I think there, not that there's any really pressure because Tory Craig isn't like some big name or commodity that you have to have in the starting lineup. But given some of the things that you said about how he could make up for a few areas that maybe you would second guess about Pat. And he is a, a veteran who's played on some really good teams. Is that a thought that you think Billy Donovan might have where he's like, you know what? Torrey Craig could kind of be a safety blanket. Maybe I get Pat some better matchups in the second unit. What do you think about how this could potentially affect Pat? So uh, with Pat, right? So here's the deal. I think, I think I've, um, gotten over the fact of like, you know what? He probably won't have the best uh, chance to develop like he 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 could have, you know, somewhere else. So I think honestly for me, like I'm not gonna, if, if Pat, if Pat gets, um, if he starts, I'll be all for it. Um, I'll be uh, super happy, you know, for him to, that he starts. But even if let's say for instance, they come into the season with Tori as a starter, I kind of would be okay with that too, because I'm pretty sure Kobe's going to be coming off the bench and he plays well with Kobe. Alex Caruso also plays well with, with Pat as well. So like, I wouldn't mind either way. Um, so I, it's not like I'm going to look at it as like negative. Like it's already been, you know, tweeted out before, like already, like, Oh, you know, if he doesn't start, it's going to be, he's, uh, that, that's a bad thing on Pat. I just think whatever like works best for the team, you know, if they want to have like Tory, the one thing that Pat has over over Tory is like he has the ability to do a little bit more than just closeouts, in my opinion. Like I think you can run things for him and allow him to, you know, self-create just a bit. You you know, you can run a few pick and rolls with Pat um and let him be the ball handler. Um, I think you could do stuff like that with Pat. Um, so maybe if they feel like they want more of a a guy like Tory that will catch and shoot when he has the opportunity, a guy that will attack closeouts right away, a guy that understands his role playing with stars, um, which is something that I think, uh, you know, like uh, Javante had over Pat is like, he understood how, okay, you know what? I'm not going to be the guy getting a ton of shots. So I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to rebound. I have to cut really hard. I have to do all these different things. And I think Tory has played on some teams, you know, that have, you know, made deep playoff runs that have, you know, again, again, it been in the playoffs. So he understands how the playoff stars. So if you want a guy like that to, to be in there for Pat, I totally understand that. And coming off the bench with Kobe and Caruso, that kind of does give Pat a little bit more room to do more things with the ball and things like that. So to me, I, I'm not going to look at it bad either way, you know, because like I said, the, the, the thing for me is like, 
I love the signings. I, I love everything. But if it were me, we were tore it all down and gone from there, you know. Uh, but since we're in the situation <laughs> we're in right now yeah. as Bulls fans, uh, I think I love the size that Tory has. I love the sh- the, the potential that uh, Tory has as a shooter. So, I mean, I think he's a great fit either way off the bench or, or as a starter. I, I, I don't think like, again, I'll, I'll, this last thing I'll say, I don't, I don't think it, it should be looked upon as like negative if Pat's coming off the bench, but he's still playing 28 plus minutes a game. Like, it, I, I just think you know, whatever, however it fits, you know, if they're going to keep the big three the way they are, just make the right fit and let's like go at it as best you can. I think, oh, sorry, go ahead. Ed. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I like, yeah. Oh, no, yeah, I was just saying, you no, know, I, I like, again, what you're saying about how, just a, just what everyone is saying that the Bulls were able to improve their three-point shooting without sacrificing any defense. They probably got better defensively because of all of these signings with Carter and Craig and two players who have come from really good teams, are battle-tested, good veterans, like good character, like can guard multiple positions. This is these are really good signings. And so, you know, even if you even if someone has been critical of the direction that this team is going in, and considering the lack of really resources that they have to really improve the roster, this is about as solid as it, I think it can realistically get. So, no, no doubt about that. Um, I, I like. I, I do want to talk a little bit about how it can help the offense in general because I think people always think about okay, Bulls need more shooting, and that's obviously these guys will bring more shooting for sure, especially Javon Carter. But I feel like there's a lot more things they bring to the table. Uh, that can help the offense and the things that they can do defensively that can also help the offense. I feel like I want to get a little bit into that. Uh, so let's talk about obviously the things they do in particular, what the offensive side before we get into the defensive side. Um, obviously Javon, both the Javon, both Carter and Craig, they are very quick processors out there. They're veterans. They know how, how, They've, they've, they've been in and out of different, you know, situations. So they, they know how, what their role they are and they know, you know, how to react quickly when certain things are happening on that, on the court. Uh, so that's going to be a big positive for the offense. So Larry, could you speak more into that and tell us, like, talk to us about how in those situations in offensive sets, uh, different things that Billy may want to do that could be really beneficial with those two on the court? Well, I think, Man, um, and I talked a lot about Tory, but with with Javon, like Javon is first of all, I am so happy that he's he's back in Chicago because I growing mm-hmm. up, like I was able to see him when he was at Proviso East, and then when he went off to West Virginia, like I, I've I've kept uh, kept up with him his whole career, so it's so it is really cool um, to see him in a Bulls jersey. I'm I'm very sure he is super hyped. You know what I mean from yeah. you know, from Maywood, Illinois. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to see him um, here. But uh, in terms of uh, the analysis part, like Javon is going to be, you know, a huge help to this team because, you know, Pat Bev was, Pat Bev was, you know, a good defender, no doubt about that. Um, but I think what Javon, well, the reason why I really like that Javon signing is because he's younger. He's only 27. When you think about him, you think he's like 30, whatever, you know, but he's mm-hmm. 27 years old. He's still got, he's still at his peak. Um, he's a really good point of attack defender. Um, he's a really good off ball communicator on the defensive side of the ball. He's always in the passing lanes. He's an absolute 
pest. And the one thing that's different from Javon and Pat is Javon can shoot off the dribble, right? He can, he, he's gotten better off the dribble as a shooter and just as a catch and shoot player, you know, he's, he's gotten a lot better as a shooter. So, and he could attack the closeout. He's a really good connective passer. Um, so the one thing, again, like even with Pat Bev, the one thing you, you're missing is like what made Lonzo so special as a defender with Caruso is one Lonzo's size and his wingspan, but his event creation off ball. Like Lonzo was so good at being like that free safety, roaming around, mucking things up off ball and still being able to get back. And um, I think, again, you lose that length, you know, not he's only I think uh, Javon's only six one, maybe six two. So. All in all, I think what they did, what I like what Acme did, the two the two guys they picked up is like you don't you're not adding people that need the ball in their hands to be effective. You're adding guys that Zach, uh, Demar can have the balls in the, the ball in their hand, <laughs> and uh, and you'll have guys off ball that can space the floor consistently, not guys that you know you're okay with having the ball. You know you're okay with letting them shoot because you're not worried about them like. Javon Carter being open from the corner above the break is way different than Io being open from the corner above the break, you know, and that's no disrespect to Io, but he's just, he's just not there yet as a shooter. He's just not. So um, I'm really happy for these, for these signings, because again, if they're going to keep the big three, these are two of the best signings you can make, like with who was available. Um, good, great size with Tori. Um, about the same size as I think it's the same height as, as Pat, same wingspan, maybe even a little bit longer, maybe uh, can shoot it just like Pat. So it's like these are really good signings. So um, I don't think this takes away anything they want to do offensively. I don't think this, if anything, it adds to what they want to do uh, defensively. Now with like you're always going to have Javon or Alex, Pat or Tori. So you're going to have a bunch of guys that you could keep on the floor um, at all times that can really move around and, and really be good defensive players to be around the big three. So um, I, as much as I was down on Acme before this free agency stuff happened, like I think they did a good job. I really do. You know, he told us to hold on to free agency and, and see what, how we feel. And I got to be honest, I, I'm, I like these signs, you know, so. Right. Right. Uh, <laughs> other thing I, I do want to say, like, so a big thing the bulls do defensively is, they on on when when they get us when they on offense when they are you know running a set or whatever they do when the shot goes up a lot of times they don't really crash the offensive glass they they try to get back on defense transition because they're so worried about you know their weaknesses to cover for whoever you have you on who's on the court especially the big three so they have a lot of times they have like guys like pat or or AC or whoever getting back in transition before instead of, you know, attacking the glass. I think that's another positive adding guys like these, like especially like a Tory Craig who's really good on the offensive glass. Uh, but having multiple guys that you can trust uh, defensively like that can make a difference for the offense as well because then you have the opportunity, you know, to crash offensive glass. You're not always worried about getting back on, on transition defensively too. So I feel like that's going to be, be a big positive and that could really help the offensive uh, efficiency overall. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I think for me, 
And this was like a because we were we we went into the offseason thinking, okay, this team was healthy all year. Like this is probably the absolute best case scenario. How are they actually going to improve as a team and get more wins in the Eastern Conference? And I feel like we're seeing we're seeing that right now. So I I think it's almost feasible like that this team couldn't could get to maybe like 44, 45 wins. I don't know if I'm like I'm not going to go too much higher, but. Like, Lara, what do you think about that? Do you think maybe getting like a like four or five win improvement out of this is um, realistic? A, a great question. Goals? But I just thought about something about Tori um, as you guys were speaking. Uh, and I, I will go get right back to that question because I, I really mm-hmm. wanted to talk about that. Um, but okay. I think going back and you watch a lot of like Pat since he's been in the league as a defender, like he's gotten – you know, as a rookie and as, you know, he wasn't that good of a defender, you know, there was flashes. Right. And I think this past season and even like the second half of, I mean, once he came back from his wrist injury, you also saw the same things like his on-ball defense, really good. Uh, Like isolation defense and his uh, off ball, like, like wrote, like he's really gotten better at rotating off ball when he's in, you know, when he's a low man as uh, in the pick and roll defense, his event creation, uh, like, you know, even if you go back to my article, like going through those clips, like he's really good off ball. Like, you know, if a, if a defender drives by his, you know, his his uh, teammate and he's one pass away, like if that if that player goes into like a, a spin move, like he's so good at like closing that space and, and getting a hand on the ball or, or, or just outright ripping the ball away from the defender. Uh, I mean, the offensive player. So he's gotten better. The reason why what what, what popped in my head is Tory the one thing that Pat is not good at is off-ball chaser and like he's he's gotten better at a little bit of like fighting over screens and things like that but there's still room to grow for Pat in that situation but I think those are two things that Tory has experience in um and he's he's a little bit better so I think like in for instance like when Pat, Pat has to like guard a Devin Booker or if he has to guard you know, some of these, some of these like bigger, uh, bigger wings that are a little bit more like a Paul George or something like that that's coming off, you know, pin downs or getting double drags or something like that. Like Tory's going to be better at like garden, you know, having to chase off ball. That's one thing Pat can get better at is an off ball chaser. Um, and I think Tory has shown he can do that. So I, I do like that because I think they added a, a skill defensively that they didn't have in that type of size, that type of wing. So I do like that. But anyway, getting back to your question okay so i think i do think there's an increase in there uh win win increase um because i just think when you add two guys like javon carter and tory craig they just really help your floor right and they they make like they're just so sound as basketball players like they know their game they're not going to go outside their game they're not going to do like what we've all seen like andre drummond gets a dunk he gets a layup he's like okay let me get that ball real quick and show you my you know one two cross (laughs) and like no that is not what they're going to do like they're going to okay let me go find zach let me get to this corner you know and let me space like they understand what they need to do i mean i think that's a plus when you get role players like that that have played with the Giannis's. they played with the devin bookers and the kevin durant's because they know their role they, they, they didn't have to do anything outside of their role with the guys like that so come in here they know they can insert right away and they'll be right they'll be they'll be totally fine and i think when I think the biggest thing right now and is Kobe and Pat. If Kobe and Pat can just, if Pat can get, if Pat can go from like 
10 to 13, 15 points, that's a, that, that was a big help. If Kobe can just go, if he can go back to his numbers he had last season, but just the same efficiency that he had this, pa- uh, this past season, I'm sorry, two seasons ago, his numbers and the efficiency from last season, this past season, I think that is a big help too. Um, if those two guys can improve, I think we will see uh, 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 maybe even more than three or four, like maybe a little bit more because when Kobe's going, he's, he's special. He, he, he can, he can really shoot the rock, man. And it's, his ball handling is continuing to improve in tight spaces, being able to, to come off screens, get down into the teeth of the defense now and not have to worry about you know losing the ball off his foot or somebody poking in there and getting the ball away. Like he's gotten so much better with his ball handling. Um, and all Pat really has to do literally is just shoot more threes, shoot more threes and attack closeouts, make quicker decisions. Okay. And be the same player he was defensively last year and add and add to that. Or if he just stays the same defensive player he was last year, to me, that's totally fine. And, and just add the, the, the shooting, just keep shooting, keep, keep put maybe go from, what was it? 3.4 this season, maybe get it up to five or six, you know, even two more, like if you can get to two more threes a game, I think that's fine. Cause I think, He's continuing to, uh, I've always gone by, you know, if you go from in the NBA, 700 attempts, 750 attempts around there, like 700 usually, once you get to that number, like whatever your percentage is to me is what you're going to be as a shooter. So like shoot more, you know, just put them up. I think he's continuing to improve. Like if you add his high school shooting three point three pointers to now, he's he's been consistent as a shooter it's just now it's about continuing to up them like to take them like believe in that three because you can shoot it so um yeah man so i i think there is potential um to continue to even rise and let's not even talk about like i was high on justin lewis last season you know before, before when we picked him up in the undrafted um so like he's another guy you know has potential to be a you know versatile defender um, he showed flashes in college. I think he shot like 34, 35% from three on good volume. Um, he can attack closeouts. He's a, fin- he's a finisher above the rim. Um, I mean, I, he's another player, man, that that if he if he can get his conditioning right, if he's re- if he's healthy, I think he can compete to help with that uh, forward depth. I, I really do. Yeah, for sure. You know, adding these, like I said, yeah. the high field players, these develop the development for like guys like Kobe, Pat, um, even Dalen. I know we haven't really talked about Dalen at all, but like if he can continue to develop, I mean, I don't know how many minutes he'll get because of all these additions that the Bulls have made. It's gonna be a little tough for him. So he's really gonna have to make an impression that, you know, a big impression to Billy that I need to find minutes for, you know, Dalen um to to get crack into rotation. So that'll be interesting to see what happens there. But yeah, that the the floor with guys like Javon and uh, and Tori is for sure risen, but the ceiling, you know, the ceiling is definitely dependent on guys like Zach, Pat, and Kobe. You, you if you can get like more consistently post All Star game, Pat, Zach. Yes. Um, you know, like you talked about the things Co- Pat and Kobe do, and they can improve on those. Yeah, the Bulls ceiling goes from maybe. Uh, a, a seventh seed to a fifth, fourth seed. That, okay. that is for sure a possibility. 
I think, mm. Ed, real quick, um, I think mm. you bring oh. up a great point okay. um, about Zach yeah. because I think that's something a lot of Bulls fans forget is that he was still working back from, you know, we all they remember is like him being benched at the beginning of the year because he was mm. like, you know, bad. But they keep, you know, I think a lot of them forget like dude was – Dude didn't even play five on five, you know, in the offseason. Like he was just working his way back. And and then also, also I think Dalen, I think Dalen, for me at least, if Dalen proves that he can shoot, I think you got to play him because I think, I think, I don't think you got to play him. I shouldn't say it that way, but I think I would, I would definitely be open to to giving him more minutes because he's just such a high field player um, that he he will help your offense. He he will. He's transition, especially. Like that is, I think. To me, his best best part of his game is you get he gets that ball off the rim and you get going. He's he he's a really, really good transition player. And I think he's one of those players that's such a smart player that like that first year they maybe like overthink things and they get that first year under their belt and then like it just they just take off. Like, okay, I remember this year. Like I think he's just that smart of a player. So like all I care, all I all I want to know, like, cause I really like everything else about Dalen. It's just if he shoots, I'm all for it. Give him five minutes for him. Like, cause I think he'll help. He's a leader. He's got that energy and and he's just get him out there on the floor. So all I care about summer league, let's see it, brother. Let's see it. Uh, let's see you knock down that catch and shoot three. I don't really care about movement threes. You know, I don't care about off the dribble threes cause he won't get that. But if whenever he gets that ball in the corner, catch and shoot above the break, let's see it, brother. Let it fly. Let it just let it fly and let's see how it goes. So uh, sorry to cut you off that, but I just, I just had to let that, let that out. Oh no, no, I I just want to follow what you said because I almost think you do have to play Dalen because like this is year two. I mean, do you want to go in year three and you want to say like, yeah, we still don't really know what we have in him? Like, I I, I think you kind of have to play him. I mean, I, I I mean it'll be an interesting problem to have, especially yeah. if they do end up bringing Io back on the uh, qualifying offer and you have. You know, I, I don't think Phillips is going to play over Dalen, but I mean, who knows? I mean, there's there's a lot of you know options, I guess, on this team now. So, but yeah. I I think you have to play Dalen, like, and you mentioned like the the transition play, like I I think yeah we, we were talking about Lonzo Ball, and I I think that is kind of a similar aspect that Dalen has, like that grab and go, that court vision and transition, rebound from anywhere, like that part has been missing with Alonzo and I think he can give you some of that. So yeah, like Dalen just brings something that really no one else on the team can. And I think you really do want to see if he can, like I I'm giving him, I'm giving him first crack at those minutes, like those backup three minutes to, to, to prove something like it, you know, I, I, not in, not in a, we're going to stick with you regardless of what you do throughout the season type, but I'm, I'm, First game of the season, I'm like, all right, you're in the rotation. Let's see what you do. If you flop, whatever, we'll roll with you for a few weeks. Whatever, whatever, cool. Um, but yeah, he, we gotta we gotta know something, man. Like, I, I don't think you want to draft somebody and then two years in, like, you're still like, well, we never seen him play. Like, unless you're like a unless you're like a championship team to me. Yeah, that I, I think awesome. yeah, I, I would like to see that for sure, and it, it could be beneficial where you're not relying on AC to play such heavy minutes because like his body does need more rest because the way he does play yeah like how hard he goes every game you know if you can play if you can afford to play ac 25 minutes instead of 30 minutes that's that's major yeah uh that's a major boost for him um 
because of like it's like I just said how hard he goes. So I'm hoping he does. That'd be I mean having having these you know the we talk about the um, moves on the margin, you know, getting your these late first round picks into quality rotation players. You know, that's kind of what we talk about heading in the draft. You know, making these moves with uh, you know, you, you sign uh, Tory Craig to the vet minimum. Uh, you use partial um, MLE money to get Javon Carter. Uh, all those guys, if they contribute well, those are wins on the margin. Uh, and that's what we've complained about a lot the last two, three years that AK needs to be better at. And like I said, if those guys start showing up, then that that's how that's how you start forming a better team around a, a, a very um uh, 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 what do you call it? A big, a big three that has a lot, some weaknesses that they can't, you know, cover for a lot of the Bulls' issues. So, yeah, for sure. I like Dalen. If he can come in, I would. I'll be all for you him getting minutes. I just, I'm curious to see how that works out, though. That's my my question. To will Billy give him a shot right away? And I'm like, it's not a given. I don't know. I think like Dalen has to like show something in training camp to Billy that I'm ready. <laughs> For you to trust me, uh, that that's gonna that's gonna be a factor. I feel like, man. yeah, he better. <laughs> so like, he better, man. I, I just don't like. You just can't like you're you're kind of in you're middle of the road team. Eighteen. You draft someone at it was eighteen. Yeah, eighteen. I was gonna say seventeen. You, you draft someone at eighteen. I'm not even saying like he's got to be a star or an all star. I'm not one of those people, but I want to find out what we have in him. Let's see what we have in this guy. So after year two, we can be like, okay, you know, he's a piece. I I do think like simple as that. I agree with everything (laughs) you guys are saying. And I'm looking at the roster, the summer league roster. And I think one of the cool, like the, the thing that they're doing this, this, uh, this summer with this roster, I think, they're putting Dalen in a realistic situation, right? I think they're going to have, you know, a good rotation at point guard. So they're going to be able to have him off ball a little bit more. And, not, and he can really kind of play in the role that he'll play in if he gets minutes with the Bulls. So, like, hopefully um, this summer league, like, he can be a little bit more off ball, catching some, you know, when, uh, you know, Javon Freeman Liberty or uh, Tyree Appleby, uh, they attack off pick and roll and they collapse the defense and they shoot it out to him. Now he can have those realistic reps that he'll get in game where it's either shoot it or attack a closeout and make a play from there. So hopefully like this, this is uh, what we'll be able to get a good look at. Like if he's improved on a shooting off ball and is, is his uh, quick uh, decision-making that he's show he showed in college, like he can do an, uh, he can get a lot of good reps in as well against other teams rather than the, you know, just practice with the bulls. So, I like how they constructed this summer league roster. Um, so we'll see, man. I'm I'm all for it. Um, one other guy that what I I, I think has potential to be a, a really good pickup, excuse me, is Adama Sanogo. Um, I think I think that he showed in college the potential to stretch the floor. Um, he he made threes all throughout the the tournament. He made threes in his regular season 
Um, he showed ability as a small ball five to be just be strong, be a good rebounder. Um, I think there's potential to be a better shot blocker. But the one thing that I like about Adama is like he's very he's fairly new to basketball. So like there are things that are just natural to him that are really good. And there's things that I think like verticality, teaching better verticality, uh, understanding when to slip, when to roll, things like that, the nuances of, of the game. I think being coached by NBA coaches can really help him take his game to another level. And I'm not saying like in all, all-star, all-NBA, but like just a really good rotation big. Um, so ho- hopefully like that is something that they can do because I believe that if they have a good development staff, like he is someone they can really turn into a, a pretty good like eighth, seventh, eighth guy, you know. So um, I'm hoping for it because I know he'll be able to stretch the floor. I, I've, I've seen it, you know. So um, he can guard big, bigger players too. He's six nine, but he's pretty well built too. So I, I'm really ex- excited to see how he looks. He's a good passer too, guys. Like he's a really good passer. Yeah, and he's yeah, yeah, and he's like improved his free throw percentage like year by year in college. And like you said, just brushing the floor in his uh, junior season at UConn. He's how, why do you, do you have a, a theory as to why he went undrafted? Like everything you read about him and you see, you're just like, mm. um, you know, it should be a guy that, you know, got picked up at some point, but do you, do you think it was like a, maybe a skill reason that yes. he went undrafted or something like that? Like, I think, or, um, yeah. you, he's six think? nine. I think if he's like six eleven, maybe even seven foot, like he's a sure like somebody would have you know took a ticket on him and drafted him. Um, but I think since he's six nine and he's not like super explosive, uh, he's just really good at like you know using his his, his long arms and um, you know things like that. Like he can get better as a shot blocker. I think that's one of the bigger reasons too. He needs to get better as a shot blocker and pick and roll. Uh, in pick and roll situations, like they say he's only good at hedging, but the thing is like, that's the only thing Connecticut played. So like, we don't know if they, they didn't even really try drop. They didn't try blitzing. They didn't try anything else. They just kind of like, you know, they just had hedge and recover. So um, they didn't, he didn't really show variety uh, as a pick and roll, you know, coverage big. So I think those are two things that kind of like hindered him in getting drafted. And plus like offensively, like, like, yeah, he shot, he shot, what I think it was under a hundred threes, but he made a good percentage of them. So like, you know, maybe kind of put, put some guys off, but I think for a team that has, you know, Vooch and Andre Drummond, you have two nice bigs two two, you know, you got a really good starting uh, a center and a really good backup center. So you have, you have um, a chance to kind of develop him. Um, and I think, you know, he's not Marco, like, he's way to me he's a better player than marco he's a better passer than marco he's he's a better rebounder than marco um he's stronger um so he'll be able to to deal with like nba athletes like he's he's just a built you know brother you know so um so i think it's a really cool like uh you know flyer you know if if he can catch on and learn he can be more consistent as a spacer which um he's shown ability to do um he's shown ability to actually attack closeouts um they're they're you know I think where the Bulls are at, like with their center position, like I think it's okay to take a bet on him and, and see how he plays and, um, you know, go from there. Oh, for sure. We'll be interested to see all the things we've talked about, how things really tend to work out and what rotations are like. And obviously we'll find out a lot more in summer league um, as far as some of these young guys, because uh, there's definitely things you can look at summer league as far as, you know, processing and 
and more so than you know the process is more important than the results in summer league to me so that will be important to see how the process works out um right one big thing the bulls did do with lonzo's injury is they applied for that def- disabled player exception on um, they got about 10.2 million dollars uh that that's will be i believe it's already got approved i can't remember if it got approved yet or not um it's in the works i believe uh, it should get approved i believe because obviously if lonzo's gonna be out for the year um they should be able to you know depend on that and then they also have a portion of the mle left they have the biannual exception left uh, to they can potentially use. Obviously, the big factor is the luxury tax. Um, the ownership has always been hesitant on you allowing the front office to pay a luxury tax. Um, my thought process is I think the Bulls are going into the season under the tax. And then if they look like a team that could pretty much be in that contention for like a top four-ish six like in the five four six range i think at that point the bulls will be allowed like ak will be allowed to go into the tax a little bit to add a solid player that could maybe help sort up any weaknesses or you know needs that the team has um that's my thought process on that like what what are your guys thoughts on you know all these exceptions and what you potentially see happening with with the roster with those so are they? I, I don't. Are yeah, they, like they are hard capped cap, like, at one seventy two like million. They're, they're, uh, that's the apron. Okay, so that's apron because they use okay. more than a certain portion of the MLE. Uh, so it, it hard caps them at one seventy two million. Okay, so yeah, I think I've seen like projections that they would be almost like. A million or two under the hard cap like if they bring back I, I, I could be wrong with something like if they bring back io on the quality no no there'll be a million like that, two under the luxury tax they sign her, no okay right okay, so the, okay, the okay, luxury okay, tax okay, is 169 okay. million the first the first one uh okay. the first uh uh apron that is um and then the the 172 is the, that's where they'll be hard capped at Yeah, I, so that that's where you uh, you guys lose me at when you start getting to the numbers, man. Like I got to get better at that. I'm I'm just man. <laughs> I, I I used to know I, him. I used you know, to know. I, him that's really why well, I kind of stay out of the the, the 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 trade machine. Like I'll be doing the craziest trades that you know. I I I need to get better at that so I can kind of you know understand more what's going on. But I, I I get the you know disabled player exception. Um, but I I think I'm right along with you. Um, with your thought process, like, I think it's a smart thing to do. I mean, I think they have enough talent and enough depth at the moment um, to kind of see where you, where you can be. Uh, and then, like you said, if trending, if you're trending up to being like, okay, they, 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 yeah, this is a good team. They're, they're consistent. They're, you know, like last season, it was like last year, you know, two seasons ago, they beat the teams they were supposed to be sucked at beating the teams that were better you know, or rank, you know, or higher, you know, in the, in the standings last season, they went to beating the best teams and then like losing to the teams they should be. So if they could just go back to that, having, if they can have some balance and just beat the teams that you're supposed to beat, and just, you know, compete against the teams that you're, 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 you know, that are considered better teams and 
Hopefully you come out 500, maybe a little bit better against those teams and see where you're at. But I, I think, I think you're right. I think that's the right and smart way to go about it. You know, um, if there's, there's some hope there, you know what, let's add a little bit more to this, you know? So um, I think it was smart for them to do that, to apply for that, because as much as we like love Lonzo, I mean, like it's, it's, it's that point now, man. Like, you know, you're at that, that point in the road where it's like, okay, like we love you Lonzo, but you know, we are a business and we are a team. Like we got, we're trying to win, you know? So um, I think it was the right thing to do for them. And I'm, and like I said, I'm right along with you with your thought process, Celine. I do want to correct myself. So it's not 169. 165 is the uh, luxury tax, first luxury tax line. So they'll be, if they bring back IO on the qualifying offer and then fill out the rest of, you know, sign Julian Phillips to his contract, um, sign another veteran minimum player if, uh, and leave one roster spot open uh, for like the, the 15th spot open for one reason or another. Uh, they'll be like right under the 165. And then, like I said, they have all these other exceptions or room that they can do, uh, utilizing various different ways to be able to add to the team still. Um, but like I said, yeah, they are hard capped at 172 because of they use more than 50%. I think it's, I think it's supposed to be 50% of the mid level exception. So if they used either the biannual exception, or more than 50% of the mid-level exception that hard caps them. Um, the CBA is so stupid too, because like, it's just like so many like restrictions, like odd restrictions that they get put into it. Because like a team like the Suns, who are well over the the uh, first apron and, and are creeping up on the second apron, you know, they can, they, they're not hard cap, but they have other things that they're capped on because they don't have like a, a mid-level exception. They don't have these other things that they can do to add to the team. So it, it, it can get confusing a little bit uh, for even the smartest people with the cap. <laughs> and the C, people that even understand the CBA really well kind of get confused with the, the details in the literature. So it's not... There's nothing to do with like, oh, I'm not experienced on it. It just it, it's very it gets very confusing and, di- and diluted and just it's a bunch of bunch of like lawyer jargon yeah. in it too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I I feel like I used to know it like pretty well, like and could be conversational about it, but now it's just like first apron, second apron, and it's just like, oh my gosh, like. <laughs> but I I hope that I I do hope that. We we're talking about floors and how Craig and Carter have, you know, given the Bulls a really solid floor and, or like really solidified that hopefully this team does put themselves in a position where they can be buyers at the deadline and that they can, you know, creep up and use a little bit more of that. So um, I'm hoping for the best in that department, but like, yeah, I really hope that the Bulls are in a situation where they can be buyers and they are buyers and that they can maximize this because, you know, if, you're, if your margin moves pay off, then you really need to take advantage of it. So, um, you know, I, I, again, we, we're, we've been talking about how we like these signings so much. And, yeah, I'm, I'm on board with it. So it's it's just really funny how, like, you know, we're it, this direction kind of seemed like draining at first. But, you know, there's a little bit of light now with, with some of these moves. So, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I think uh, one of the the cool things is is like last season when when 
you know, when Pat was on the bench, like we went, it was like, okay, we got to go small, you know, because like we had nobody else. Now, like right. Alex Caruso playing against fours could be like your last, you know, res, you know, you know, idea, if you will, like if, your last bullet in the chamber, if you wanted it to be. Um, and you know, if, if Tori and Pat can't, you know, aren't doing their thing, then you, you know what, let's go back to the, you know, that, you know, but so now you don't really have to lean on that. And it's, it's just, it's just, man, it's just, uh, I think that just that addition of Tori with that size is just really huge for them. Um, so yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Styles, styles make fights and the bulls can get into more fights now i think i think last year they were pretty you know if a t- if a team came out shooting the yeah. ball well it was pretty much lights out can't really come back yeah like game over but now i think they can hang in that department and they don't lose anything on defense so it- it's a more versatile team now it- they did add some youth as well i mean there's some yep. people on the team good at like good athleticism so um they-, they cover the bases i think as much as they can and you know any other flaws we'll just have to you know, see what happens at yeah. like midseason. Or I agree. Whatever. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, let's let's wrap up on this. I know, like I said, summer league is coming up. Um, what are obviously we we, we mentioned uh, obviously some of the young guys on it. Is there anything in particular there I'd be interested to hear from you that you're looking forward to uh, to pay attention to that on, on the Bull summer league squad that you know that maybe we're not really looking at that could be potentially guys that can make either the Windy City Bulls or maybe somehow get on them, you know, and in, uh, invite the camp or something like that? Um, I think the biggest thing um, for me would be Julian Phillips. Like, I know that he his ceiling as a defender is pretty high. I mean, the, the, the guy is – He's got the height. He's got the athleticism. He's got the length, the wingspan. He's got all of it on defense. And I know, I know, like if if he can shoot, if if he can show that he can shoot it, and I don't, I wouldn't bet on that myself. But again, I'm not the number one scout in the world ever or anything like that, so I won't bet on it. But if he does show that he can shoot it, he can throw a wrench into things because he can. He's somebody that could you could throw out there every now and then and could put him on a, a one, a two, a three, or four, and he can muck some things up um, defensively. And um, he's one guy. Um, another fun guy is Jonathan Porter, Michael Porter Jr.'s brother. Like he, he's fun. Um, I, I would love to see if he can if he can shoot it a little bit more. Um, because if he can shoot it, he's a fun guy that you can think about bringing in on a two way if you want. And uh, oh, I'm sorry, on the summer league team, and 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 uh, keep an eye on him and. You never know. He, you know, I know he's had uh, some trouble with health and things, but if if he can show prove some health and he can shoot it, he's he's somebody that could be fun for the Bulls in the future. Um, uh, you know, we already talked about Justin Lewis. Uh, I think for the Bulls, that's you know Dalen, obviously. Um, I think that's about it for me in terms of summer league. Um, I already mentioned Sonogo. Um, but yeah, as, uh, for the Bulls, like yeah, that's. That's about it for me. Um, I, I just, I just want to see. I, there's just two guys I really, I'm really gonna be locked in on for the Bulls in the summer league. That's Justin Lewis and 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 Dalen, you know, because those are two guys that I think can impact the roster um, if they're ready to go um, with depth, more depth uh, from Justin, and obviously more depth be, if Dalen if he can if he can show that he can shoot it a bit. So that's what I'll be looking at. 
I, I think uh, Julian will be the guy that I, I really want to see the most. Um, I, I think, and I, I've been saying like on the last show, I, I don't think his shooting is is that um, is that much of an eyesore right now. Like I think there are some bright spots had a really high free throw percentage, and the bad shooting is on small volume and. You know his form. His form looks good up top. Like I, I could use some tweaks, but like his form overall up top, I think looks good. But I think the concern I have is what's happening like in the lower body at the base. Like it's just so inconsistent. It's just like legs going everywhere. It's just I don't know. Like I, I hope that he can fix that. Um, I, I'm, I'm hoping that that is something that he is taking care of, uh, or making progress with during the off season. So definitely be watching that, but. I like his game. Like he he is he's long, can guard multiple positions, cover space really well. Elite athlete. Like he have like a forty three inch vertical or something like that um, at the combine. So uh, and had a clear impact on that Tennessee team. I think they were like twenty points uh, better with him defensively on the court. So um, really really interested to see how he pops defensively. Um, and of course, like you know the guys you named with like Justin Lewis coming back from injury, seeing what Dalen can do as well. Um, Jonathan Porter is interesting. Like I, I, I remember a lot of people really liked him coming into the league. And like you said, he was, um, he, I think he tours like ACL and MCL and then yeah. he was rehabilitating. And then he tours ACL again and just hasn't really been on the right side of health really ever since. I think he's only played like 11 games in the NBA since then. So, um, but he was a really skilled player coming into the yeah. league and had a lot of fans. So um, that that would that would be a fun uh, yeah. story to get something from him. But yeah, we'll see. Like it, it's cool. Um, usually with summer league, like we really only have like one player, maybe two that we're kind of like watching. But like with Dalen, Julian, Justin, uh, Sonogo, um, who am I missing? That's four. Um, I feel like I'm missing somebody. But um, yeah, that's a decent amount to watch and be interested in. So we'll see what these windy, not windy city bulls. Oh, I mean, we'll see what the those guys might be windy city things. bulls uh, <laughs> roster. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I mean, they might be. So they might get a lot of playing time down there just simply because the bulls tend to do that with a lot of the young players. They send them to the windy city bulls a lot to get some some run in. Uh, you know, because if they're sitting right. on the bench a lot of times, right. they don't want to have them getting out of shape so they, they try to get them a lot of game action so yeah. it makes sense uh but yeah um let's wrap up here Lara. obviously we always appreciate you joining us uh, i always love getting your insight um please tell our listeners obviously where they can follow you if you're working on anything obviously you do great stuff with swish theory i'm not sure if you have any things that you're working on 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 swish right now that you're uh waiting to uh uh throw out there but yeah let our, let our listeners know everything yeah um you can find me on twitter at uh underscore Lero hoops um obviously i'm part of the the couple guys that uh created switch theory um i'm also a regional analyst for cerebro sports and so um for switch theory um i believe i'm gonna start working on a kobe uh kobe white piece um, I kind of wanted to wait until uh, to see where he would end up if the Bulls would bring him back or if he ended up somewhere else, which I would have been mad about. Um, or, um, I'm sorry, and uh, I'll be um, doing um, scouting around Illinois. 
Um, obviously, live period in, in July is pretty big because for some guys that um, that are graduating this upcoming season, this is huge for them, you know, because they're they're looking to get more offers. They're looking to find the right place for them. And then you're looking at some of the um, up and coming talent around the city. So uh, I'm, I'm ready for that. And I've been keeping up with it with a peach jam and also um, Adidas 3SSB, their final chapter in Rock Hill, South Carolina started today. So I'll be looking at film on that. Um, Under Armour is coming up. So, I mean, there's a lot of basketball, a lot of high school basketball happening. Um, some really fun talents that that uh, a lot of people should be looking forward to. So, I mean, that's what I'm doing, man. I mean, I mean, just basketball, basketball, basketball and uh, family, you know. So, uh, yeah, man, that, that's all I got going. So be looking out for Kobe White piece <laughs> at, um, at some point in the near future. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it. trying busy man I like leo, leo leo has a lot going on man busy he's always course, man. grinding always <laughs> working i was watching film uh yeah he, he he does he does a lot of good stuff man for sure looking forward to reading that kobe white piece and yeah. always looking forward to getting all your insight you're right you're the guy that i always ask like you're <laughs> like you you're like one or two people that i always ask when i want to learn about a, 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 a prospect like you and Corey. Okay, I'll reach out to you one of you guys. Like, hey, tell me about this guy. Corey's good, man. Corey, Corey is yeah, really, yeah. really good, man. So I appreciate <laughs> yeah, being one of the guys yeah, who asked great, with, man. with him. Yeah, so. Corey, man. No, 100%. You're, you're, you two are my go-to for a prospect. So, uh, that, that used to be, but that doesn't do as much uh, college uh, prospect watching anymore. I, 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 I rarely do it now, um, but – Occasionally, I feel good because I'm like, oh man, like I still kind of got that one. Remember, I'm man, you, you, the bike, man. Ed, when you got it, brother. Like, you just, you know, yeah. And used to be, Ed, Ed, yeah, Ed had skills, I, I, man. I remember, like I remember, I remember when I used to like <laughs> just on the message boards. You yeah. used to like call a lot of like a lot of college guys coming in and the skills. Like you were, like you were yeah. one of the guys that were all in on Darius yeah. Garland. You like this guy? He was. He called Darius yeah, I, Garland. I, I, off those five games that this guy, I'm convinced he's going to be a stud. Yeah. And did it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love DG. I don't blame you. I love DG, man. So good. I, 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 I think I remember texting you at the, um, yeah, I was at a Hornets draft party during that draft, and I think we were mm-hmm. kind of close to you. Yeah, you know, we're texting because we were like, because well, yeah. we kept talking yeah, about the, like the guys that yeah. we were really looking at, and I was like, damn, Cavs took uh, Garland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I got a question Real, before we get man. off, though, Ed. Yeah, man, how, how you feeling about Brandon Miller so far? Have you watched him? Yeah, yeah. I watched like I haven't watched the entire game; just seen the clips. Um, it's complicated, man. I, I I really do like Brandon Miller as a as a prospect. I think I'm just worried about the the extra, like the yeah the kind of like the intangible part and just like yeah. everything that I hear from like interviews, like, like he had a local interview post draft. I was just like, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. Like it, to me, I guess my worry is that I, that he doesn't have that part in it. It kind of worries me as like yeah. a number two pick, but I like his game. Like I, I think when you just look at his game, I think he's an elite prospect, like not in the same breath as, you know, Wimbenyama, obviously, but like the guy tore it up in the SEC had like almost like a, I think he had like almost a 50, 40, 90 season in conference in the SEC. Like he, he can 
create athletic and shoot it from range, like has a size, good athlete. I think he's a really good player. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I think he's just missing that. That's something that I would want. Yeah, I, I think that like a lot of people have been bashing him in the group chats and stuff. Um, and me personally, I, I would have drafted Scoot, but like, I think yeah, I, it's me too. Same. I think the way I think Brandon Miller is going to be so much better, uh, at least on court, when he's on the floor with Lamelo, where Lamelo can attack in the paint and he can start attacking like closeouts yeah. or being the second side guy where he can, you know what I mean? Like, I think right now, like I think people got it twisted. Like they thought he like got too far away, too far carried away with the Paul George stuff. Like, like yeah, I could see it with the body, but like. He's not gonna he's not gonna be somebody that can just like break you up off the dribble and get to the the basket and dunk you, you know, like he he lacks vertical pop and he he's not strong up top. So like once he get he can get to the basket, but like in terms of finishing through contact and things like that, he's not gonna be good at that. But what he is gonna be good at is if 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 Lamelo can stay healthy, knock on wood, like he'll 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 look good because Lamelo is gonna make things pop. He's gonna make things work. He's gonna he's gonna get in that paint. And he's gonna find Brandon Miller for catch and shoot opportunities right. and closeout opportunities, and like he's gonna look better. And so I know it's just tough right now because the roster construction is just boo boo for the summer league. So I mean, he's basically told he basically has to do yeah. all of what Lamelo would do if he was in you know in season. So, um, yeah, I I agree with you. They should I I think they should have taken Scoot. I like I I don't pass that up. Like you get two ball handlers that dynamic to me. If I'm being Bad. honest, I think another reason why I would have took Scoot is, is like, I mean, he doesn't stay healthy. So if if you have to let get off of Lamelo at some point because of health, like, up, oh, we got Scoot. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and then if he does stay healthy, oh my God, yeah. we got Scoot. Like, it, continued advantage creation. Like, oh, you want to cut me off? Cool, I'll just skip it over to Scoot, and Scoot will right. handle it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's you know, I, and Scoot yeah. is made up the made up of the right stuff. Like you talk about like off the court stuff with Brandon, Scoot's got that hands down. He's somebody that you you could send out to do these uh, public appearances, yeah. not to worry. He's he's the guy that you don't have to worry about being around stuff like Brandon Miller was off court. Scoot is a you know one of those guys. He's a franchise yeah. you know guy that you could just say, hey, that guy is he's a great person for my organization you know what i mean so yeah that and that stuff mattered like we we were talking you know we were talking about like dalen and bobby before we started recording and how like dalen has that like Mm -hmm. you know has that thing that bobby had like where you when they are on the court you don't question how hard they're going and i think they're both good kids too uh when they were drafted and it's just like i'm not i'm not gonna say like brandon was awful but i don't know the guy and you know I can only go off like yeah. you know what we know in articles and things like that, but just like off the interviews and things like that, it just seems like it. It, it just seems like something is missing, and it almost has. Um, when when you think back to uh, the yeah. what was it? Oh wait, Michael Beasley. It to me it, it has a little bit of that. Not yeah. saying he's going to be Beasley's career, but it just has like a little bit of that where you're just yeah. like. Man, he's a really good player, and you know he can score. And but he just doesn't have that that thing when you're drafting a player that high that you really I, want. I think Scoot you just brought that. up like a great yeah. like yeah situation. Like I think this is like totally opposite of what the Bulls did, right? Like I feel like 
Derek was like that can't miss prospect yeah. in terms of a point guard, like unreal athleticism, uh, showed an ability to get two feet in the paint consistently and get defenses in rotation. He was a good finisher around the basket. Um, and then you have Beasley who had like, wow, you saw him like the talent was like, whoa, like he's, he's producing. And I think right. the Bulls made the right move, you know, by drafting Derek. Cause like it was there. And I think the, the Hornets did the opposite. Like they, they, they probably would have took Beasley back then. You know what I mean? And, and so it's, I feel like it's so similar of a, right. of a situation, you know, uh, of those two guys at the top outside of Wim- Wimby. So I, hopefully Brandon will, like I said, look better with LaMelo. I'm on the floor with him. Um, and, uh, you know, I know I, I don't have any, you know, I don't want to say like that because anything can happen, but I truly don't have a doubt that like Scoot is going to be successful. Like, I, I just think. I... He's going to be a stud, man. And without, with well, Dame, he's going to help Dame too. If Dame ends up staying, which <laughs> I'm pretty sure he, I don't yeah. know. I don't know what's going on with Dame, you know, but, but like, if he did end up staying, like, I feel like he would help him so much <laughs> like he's just like he doesn't have to handle the ball so much yeah. like he can trust scoot and so i don't know we'll see how it goes man look my my out there prediction is that if dame lee look vic, vic is vic is mm-hmm. by far of a front runner for rookie of the year but man if dame <laughs> leaves <laughs> look man if i'm a gambler i'm yo Dude. whatever those eyes are for scoot huh? give me that just give me that. I, I will take it, man. That guy is gonna have the ball in his hands. He is. Yeah, I'm man. I, feeling the Chet Holmgren uh, rookie. <laughs> oh, we have rookie of the year. Like the Ben Simmons kind of rookie. Yeah, like people would be right. mad if he gets yeah. rookie of the year votes, but well, like. Well, yeah, they're saying yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, a, but like, like cheating, I feel like you know? I can, I can, <laughs> I can see him because he has you know years of training and be like professionally as far as NBA trainers are concerned. Like, I mean, he looked pretty nice in summer yeah. league. I mean, summer league, but right. the guy, like, you see his skills. You see the vision. Mm-hmm. Like, especially, like, like Lear and I have been talking about OKC. He's like, ooh, I'm, I'm excited to watch him this yeah. year, man. You got year two Jalen Williams, Cy, uh, a Giddy continue to develop. you adding Chet. I, I'm, so I'm, 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 a, I'm getting a little crazy hype on them. Like, I feel like they could be a top five seed. Man. In the West, they're really like I can see them taking that jump. They're young as well. They're young. They're young. Yeah, like man, I'm 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 excited to watch them. Like they might be like my my uh, team in the West that I really start latching onto. You said it on um, when you I think you had me yeah. and Chris on, and and we talked about like the dark horse of the West. You said the Kings. You said the Kings were the. I, met, I mentioned like, well, I said I said oh. the Pels, but I was like the Kings could be interesting, mm-hmm. um, because of the things that they did. That like I said the Kings, it was interesting to me. Like they did a lot of they did the, the exact copy of what the Bulls tried to do, but they did it better. Yeah, yeah, they like, did. they did it better. Yeah. Like <laughs> you know, they they hit they they got a similar like. Mm-hmm. Four drafted a like a four like Pat, like the Bulls drafted Pat, but you know obviously um, Murray was a little more ready to play than than Pat. He's more developed, but still yeah. you know he they, they drafted that. They traded a big for a big similar to the Bulls traded for a big, kept their young guard that's you know explosive. Um, in Darren Fox and obviously Bulls kept 
Zach Levine, but like the the value they gave up for um for Sabonis obviously was there with Halley, but they didn't have yeah. to give as many picks. And Sabonis has obviously been much better than Mooch. Mm-hmm. Um I was he's been better for sure. Mm-hmm. Maybe much much better is maybe a little pushing it, but he's been better for sure than Mooch. So there's a lot of various things and obviously they have a much younger team than that were younger team, I should say. Than the Bulls do and the mix of the veterans and they're in, I mean they were interesting for sure last season. I and I, I they intrigued me, but yeah, I'm gonna see you. Okay, see, I might I might uh Yeah. I was right on the Pals early on until all yeah, they the played the right style. Happening. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. And and the Kings played the right style, like you mentioned, and like they they just put shooters on the floor and they just annihilate you and yeah. they you know, they scored a ball at will. Like, they had, had, like, the, like, one of the, like, didn't they have, like, the number one offense in the, or, like, number two or number three, like, in the regular season? And they had the clutchest player in the league. And Darren Darren Fox was on on another one, like, on another level in in that fourth quarter. Yeah, he he was for sure. He's, uh, I think it's always always been interesting to me, like, people were kind of down on him, and, I felt like he belonged in that conversation with guys like Ja, um, like right in there with like some of these young guards that were coming up. Yeah. And so he he's there, man. Like that that kid is that kid's good. He's a he's a hooper, yeah. baller, whatever you want to call him. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, they got a they got a good situation going. Like they they have they have players kind of like. They have some good young talent. They have players who are kind of like right in their prime. No one's like really too old. Like they just have a really good mix there. So it'll be interesting to see if they, how they follow it up next year. Because like, you know, the West is so, the West is such a bloodbath. But yeah, I agree. They're, they're I think, cool. Yeah, it's going to be, I just feel like like the Pels are probably going to fall a little bit. Well, not fall. They're probably going to struggle again. Uh, just because the injuries are uncertainties with Zion. Yeah. Who knows? Too early to say anything for sure. I mean, obviously, yeah, like some free agency technically hasn't even begun yet, so it's way too early to say anything. Uh, yeah, I just well, like I said, like, I just have this weird feeling about OKC. Like, yeah, they're bro. gonna they're gonna take a big jump next season. I feel like if Chet's the real deal, yeah, they can. They can absolutely can. Like Chet, you got Chet, SGA, uh, Jalen, uh, like get like yeah, they can. They can take that jump, man. It's I don't know. The West is gonna be so much fun, man. Like you got you got a uh, Denver, you got uh potentially this uh Clippers team with Harden. Yeah, it's Harden you got to, it's, and again, like I said, it's early because like Harden it, it, could go it, to the Clippers, but again, the Clippers can the, never like, stay healthy. Yeah, the like Lakers, they can never stay the healthy. Suns, so they they always, you the know, Grizz, you know, the Suns are gonna like, be interesting to see how they can fill out their roster. Uh Dallas yeah, just Dallas has had a really good offseason so far. You have, like, yeah, Dallas, like, there's, there are going to be teams in the play-in who should not be in the play-in. Might be, there might be. Like, like you you got Phoenix, L.A., both L.A. teams, Denver, Memphis, um, Dallas, uh, Golden State, uh, that's already seven right there. Then you're talking about the Kings. You're talking about OKC. You're talking about um, like Minnesota. Like you're. I don't... <laughs> I don't I'll say this about the Lakers. I think they kind of they 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 bought in on a team that kind of got a little lucky 
uh, like they're doubling down on a team that kind of got a yeah. little lucky. I don't know. I think they're a playing team again. Uh, personally, I don't know. I think it just so much depends on like AD's health as usual. But I I think they they have they have pieces yeah. that fit this time, and I think whenever they have those like pieces that are complementary and they're not trying to do the whole let's get a third star thing, I I think they're good. Just just play it through. Uh, LeBron and AD and surround them with the right type of like role players like they did when they uh, won yeah. that title. Um, I think but. I mean I, I'm an AD fan. Uh, obviously people that know me know I am. I love Anthony <laughs> Davis. Uh, but I think I think you're right, Ed. I mean, I think they did a good job of um, adding some pieces and also bringing back guys that, that helped them. Like uh, D'Lo, I think there were times in that in that in in the playoffs where you defensively hurt them, but like the the ability to you know shoot the ball off the dribble and play a little bit of the pick and roll game, um, I, I think that helped them so much. Um, you know, who knows if if Rui can be the same guy he was when you know that he was last season to when he became a Laker, like that that's a good player. So um, Gabe Vincent, yeah, they, that's a big pickup too from Miami. So, and, you know, yeah, LeBron says that he's yeah. going to use what Mike, Coach Mike, said as fuel. So we'll see, we'll see how it goes. But uh, I, I, I agree with with Mike below, man. He LeBron did some nonsense stuff, pretending that he was going to retire because they were just, just got swept. Like, come on, dude, you you know what you were doing, you know what you were doing. You just mad, you just mad because you got called out on it. Speaking of of LeBron, he came uh, came to summer league, uh, not summer league, uh, uh, Peach Jam, and oh, yeah? okay. he coached his uh, his his uh, Bryce's team, Strive for Greatness. Oh, oh, team. Nice. And uh, he had Rajon Rondo as his assistant coach, and <laughs> they lost. So, <laughs> so, so, I mean, I mean, the team they coached against, they were a really good team. But like, it, it was just funny. He came in, like, walked in, buttoning up his polo, like. You know, and they lost. So it was just funny. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's hilarious. <laughs> I, I've always been, I've always been fast. I think we've all been fascinated by the idea of Coach Rondo at some point. So yeah. for sure. <laughs> well, well, we'll see how all these thoughts that we've had about the West and and Brandon Miller and Scoot and all that turns out. But any final thoughts, Ed, before uh, we get out of here? Oh, man, I I just want to say shout out to the Carolinas, man. The Bulls have come to the Carolinas and they are relying on the Carolinas to save the team. Uh, Kobe White, Patrick Williams, Torrey Craig, uh, Julian Phillips, man. This is Bulls country, man. So um, shout out AK if he has a home in Charlotte or Columbia. Like maybe we're neighbors, but I'm I'm glad that they are finally looking for talent in in this region. But no, man, I'm I'm just really excited to – see how all these players do in a summer league and um you know props to props to the front office man like look we've been ragging on them for uh, a little while and you know they they came through had a, a good off season on paper so far like the moves so uh we'll see what happens in the, in the regular season but um yeah they, they gotta they gotta get a little bit of uh flowers or roses or dandelions i don't know whatever whatever you can find <laughs> you know in your nearest garden um, for sure so, Hopefully that works out. Hopefully that works out. Did you have something before we get out of here? Yeah, I, I, you brought up the uh, North the Carolinas, and I just I was just gonna say that uh, 
you know, there is a player that I, I you know, really two players, but one that I really, really like that you, you should get used to hearing. Um, you might may have since you're already down there in North Carolina and in Drake Powell. Like, yeah. Drake Powell is a Drake stud. Powell. Okay, I've heard the name. Stud. He's going to North Carolina. So, um, that kid is he's special. So get ready for him. And then Isaiah Evans, he's going to go. He's going to go to Duke. So get, I mean, those two guys are going to be special. I mean, North Carolina has a bunch of good hoopers. Rakeem Passmore, like the, there's some really, yeah. really, really good players coming up, man. So the Carolinas are going to continue it. I love it, man. I'm yeah. I gotta. I've heard the name, but I have not like gotten a chance to watch anything from him, but. Yeah, I'm gonna check it out. But yeah, I've, I've been look. We, especially in Columbia, we don't really have like a whole lot. We haven't had like a whole lot historically uh, in terms of hoops. So just seeing like players come into the league, like even uh, even Ja and Zion, who were from South Carolina, like seeing them like go one and two in a draft was really cool. So uh, yeah, shout out to the whole Carolina region, man. Their basketball is on the rise up here. So uh, for sure. <laughs> But yeah, that's a wrap for today's show. If you've missed any previous episodes, you can find us under the Barroom Network on all major and minor podcast platforms. Thank you again to Lara Golden for joining us and to the listeners for tuning in. As always, for Edward Schuler and myself. Till next time, Bulls fam. 